you've always known the path you wanted to take. But at every step of the way, everybody told you that there's no money attached to that because, you know, imagine if that has been your focus since you were 12 years old. You know, what could be different now if, if people allowed you to continue to dream? There are probably a lot of guys out there who might not like what they're doing, but they're scared of their wife because the guy thinks the girl might leave. But also, I mean, not to say that she can't have those thoughts. Those thoughts on their end are valid. The time when I lost my job, the stress was, yo, I got a child, I got a wife and child. But again, at the same time, there is a fear factor there where guys aren't able to really just say, yo, I really hate my job and I want to leave. You know what I mean? You maintain a certain level of a lifestyle, and if you do anything to to alter that lifestyle that's been expected, where does that leave you? Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. What is going on, everybody? What is good? All right. This is we have reached another awesome episode with another special guest, but a familiar uh, guest. This is episode 54. If I can't provide, will we divide? Tapping into a man's fear and struggle of worth. And we are here once again. I think this is number four, actually. This is the one and only Ricardo. What's good, son? Oh, what up, what up, what up, man? So you, you I, I could tell you're excited because you jumped ahead one because I, I think this is three now, but... You know, we, we, we got plenty to go. <laughs> oh, is it just three? Is guess, it just three? Yeah, this is, yeah, but I feel a little more confident now, so I guess I'm doing all right since, <laughs> since you've already got me slated for four, at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, you know what I'm saying? We're just, yo, we got we to gotta be Fast and Furious, like you said, right? <laughs> hey, hey, that's it, man. We, we, we knocking them out now. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, again, I mean, well, this is pretty much about um uh another episode that you uh uh kind of requested that you wanted to do you know which i had like no problem with um and it was pretty much about um the man's like mental health and pressure and burden to be the breadwinner so like do you want to discuss more into that why you wanted to have this conversation yeah i mean you know it's one of those things where we kind of started talking about in our uh in our pre-show notes the last time around you know and um i expressed some news with you that at the time not many people knew um you were probably the first one to know outside of the circle of people that i confided in initially to help me make the decision but um yeah at that time you know i was talking to you about the fact that i quit my job you know um I, i i had got to a point in my career, um, in my life, in my mental state, that it was enough for me. Like I had had enough. Um, I had been in the retail industry for, you know, almost 20 years. And 
you know, it's just, it is a fulfilling career while it lasted. The last company I worked for was an amazing company and I thoroughly enjoyed representing the brand and whatnot. But again, mentally, I just got to a point where I started going into work, not wanting to go into work. And I always told myself, you know, if I ever get that point in a job, um, that's, that's, my sign to kind of shake things up and look for something else to do. And, you know, we're going to go into details about it, you know, obviously throughout the episode, but yeah, you know, I I thought it was just one of those things that was a great conversation that we had in, in the pre-show last time around. And just the way our conversation flowed immediately, I told myself like, man, you know, this, this topic and this conversation is something that is um, very important to be had and um, hopefully, you know, um, have folks kind of listening in and and getting some more perspective um, from the man side when it comes to the 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 financial aspect and the financial burdens of a relationship and among other things, you know. Yeah, exactly. And um, I remember just uh, uh, talking about yeah the 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 subject matter uh off air and then um yeah you were talking about how you know the pressure and the burden to be the breadwinner and trying to just push all those feelings aside in in an effort to continue being the breadwinner because you know you just need to like shut down like your feelings and stuff and Mm -hmm. more importantly if the woman is able to stand by your side if that were able you know if, if that were to come to pass and it's funny because i almost named this episode um the struggle of the struggle of man and the audacity of women because soon after we had this conversation i mean i saw it all the time but when (laughs) you were in when you were in this uh situation you started seeing all these things pertaining to you all these memes and these posts like do you remember any of them yeah, yeah. I mean, the one the one that I remember vividly the most, you know, was the one that was almost a, a, a copy and paste situation that I'm going through. It was the one that was like the, te- the text message thread mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the, the woman is telling this guy that she's got this great job. It's going to pay 70K or something like that. Yep. He's super excited for her. They're happy. Okay. And then he turns around and says, well, now that you've got this 70K job, you know, I can go ahead and leave my job. And, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while, but I've stuck around to, to support you and put you through school and do all of this and do all of that. But now that you've got this job, you know, I want to take a step back for my mental health sake. And, and you know, I, I think it was like 30 days or something like that. He's like, you know, give me a month and I should be fine. And she lost her shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah. I remember reading that that back and forth, that exchange, and I'm just like, I can't believe this woman. Like, this dude, you know, worked his ass off, six-figure job, puts her through school, carries the weight the entire time where I'm assuming she's not working and not providing anything financially. She gets her little job. And all this man is asking for is, is is a quick reset, 30 days, let's, you know, I'll be back on my feet, and then we could push forward. 
And, you know, she's legit out here like, what you mean you ain't going to be working and making that six figures no more, you know? And and it turns out to be a test where, you know, he was lying and he just wanted to see what she, how she would react because he was planning on proposing. And that was like a test. And, of course, she goes, oh, I knew, I knew you was just playing. I was just playing, too. <laughs> like, Come on, man. <laughs> Cut this shit, lady, you know? So... But yeah, that one hit home. That one hit home because I mean, it was it was identical. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was just about identical because, you know, this this decision. I came to this decision not one day waking up saying, ah, I don't feel like going to work today. I'm done with this. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it's something that I had been feeling for years. <laughs> you know, it was a slow decline probably for you know at least a year or two. You know, and like you said, there's that. There's that mindset of I got to suck it up and I got to push through and I got to be the breadwinner. And these checks, these checks are popping. and I got to keep them rolling in no matter what it's doing to my personal life, no matter what it's doing to my family life, no matter what it's doing to my mental health, you know. And over time, as it continued to deteriorate, you know, I just got to a point where, you know, I was like I had to be honest with myself and say, hey, I can't I can't push through anymore. You know, so once once I got to that point, it was a matter of, you know, having a conversation, you know, with my wife first, of course, and then with my siblings, you know, with my mom and then a couple of, you know, other 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 people that, you know, I know have kind of been in this type of situation before and whatnot and could really give some quality advice. You know what I mean? So just having the conversations with them and everybody and these are all people that I trust to give me unbiased um, advice and opinions too, which was great. Cause you know, nobody I spoke to was just saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just do it. Just do it. They were telling me, well, you know, here's this, this and that, but also here's this, this and that, you know, are you going to be able to do this? Are you going to be able to do that? Are you set up for this? Are you set up for that? You know? So taking everything into consideration to finally get to the point where I was like, man, I felt confident saying that, you know what, I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm going to take a chance on, you know, because I didn't have nothing lined up. I told you at the time, I didn't have nothing lined up. You right. know? My my goal at the time was just, I just need to get up out of here. You know, I don't, I don't know where I'm going next at this point. At that time, I didn't care where I was going next. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew that I needed out of where I was and, and I needed to just relax, refuel, you know, recharge and really just kind of reignite my own flame because because i was running low man i was running super super low damn man that's crazy man that's really crazy but i i am glad that um you did uh secure like another place i mean another place another uh job so that's freaking awesome but um to just go back with the like the uh, the audacity of women part because yeah you just explained to me like the late the latest thing that you saw but um i see this all the time just because not not necessarily that i'm looking for new material it's just that i'm just you know just perusing around the internet you know and then just gaining notes and stuff like that for any future episodes and i've i've seen a lot where um there there was this one that said um uh dudes with no job shouldn't be able to get in their girl's car and recline the seat bro sit up so you can see who's hiring (laughs) yo oh my god oh my god yo that's so wild man that's so wild and then and then there was one 
that I that I sent to you, and you were like, "Yo, man, this is everywhere." Where well, not not this particular meme, but just you know, just that mindset, where it's like, um, when I text him, I hate my fucking job, and he replies, "You got this," instead of telling you to quit, and he'll take care of you from now on. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> You know, where, where where all them independent ladies at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What happened to all of them? I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-D-E-T-D. You know what that's right, right? <laughs> Yo. right. Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, man. man. It sucks, man, because that, that's the type of thing that scares the crap out of me. I'm out here trying to raise a woman, man, and this is <laughs> this is the type of stuff that's floating around, man. I'm going to be dodging these this type of nonsense like the Matrix, man, make sure my baby girl get right. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, but you know that that is that is very interesting that you say that, um, because I did want to bring this up, and I don't think a lot of people have thought about this. So I'm, I'm glad that you uh, put that uh, in my head. Um, where yeah, there's this mentality like, yo, you need to you know be a man and like do all this stuff, or or like you know never 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 uh, waver or anything like that. And it's so funny because like, all right. Just to take like let's say like your daughter for instance, and I'm not necessarily not not necessarily saying like her as in this situation, but like mm-hmm. you, you have a daughter, so I'm using her. So it's like okay, so <laughs> yeah. like okay, so you didn't have a job for how however many days weeks, right? But like mm-hmm. but but in her perspective, nothing has happened, nothing has changed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything you know, she still gets food every day, every night, whatever. You still play with her, blah blah blah, whatever. So let's say now, 30 years from now, so she's like, I don't know, like let's say like she's like 35, 36, and then she's going out with this dude, and let's say he freaking like loses his job, or whatever. She may be like, damn son, like why can't you like be like my dad or whatever, blah blah. blah. Like he never wavered and stuff, and it's like, your she's taking this false narrative. That he, yeah. that you never wavered, but it's like no, that thirty five year old is in the same position that your dad was in, and it kind of mm-hmm. like it's a, I don't know it's just a weird dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like like it would it would have been cool if she would have understood that situation. Yeah. But like a lot of people are like no, you need to freaking get up off your ass and do whatever. You know what I mean? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. So you know when when it happened, the kids were gone. You know, so I had put, well, no, well, here's the thing. I had put my notice in, they were still here when I put my notice in, obviously they didn't know anything. Um, but like my last day, like when it was done, they were gone, um, with my mom in New York. So, um, when they came back, I, you know, I had a conversation with my son, my son is older, he's 12, you know, he's, I I can talk to my son, you know, Mm -hmm. and he understands stuff. So I had the conversation with him. I let him know, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. I don't work. I'm not working at where I was before. Um, I, I, I did quit. Um, I don't have another job yet. I'm going to be kind of relaxing for a week or two. And then I'm going to, you know, start start hitting the pavement and start looking for a new job. You know, and I explained to him that, you know, hopefully it's going to be something that allows me to have more time at home and not pull me away from home as much. Um, minimal commute, something where I could work remotely, which is great because I ended up um, kind of nailing that as well. So, you know, I told him that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for um, an opportunity to balance my time better so that there's more home time than there is work time, mm-hmm. you know. So he totally understood. He was super excited. With my daughter, to your point, she's five years old. I can't have that conversation with her. Mm. So, you know, she came back. And, of course, my daughter's thing every night 
she always asks a question at some point or another before we go to sleep. Daddy, do you work tomorrow? You know, because, you know, I, I, I don't have a nine to five. I was working in retail. My schedule fluctuates. So, you know, she would always ask, Daddy, do you work tomorrow? So I told her, nope, daddy's off tomorrow, you know? So the following night is, daddy, do you work tomorrow? Nope, daddy's <laughs> off tomorrow. So like the third night, you know, daddy, do you work tomorrow? Nope, daddy's off tomorrow. So she didn't ask me again. She asked me like the first three or four nights, and she didn't ask me again. So <laughs> fast forward now, it's it's been a month, and, you know, it's been, you know, daddy's been home every day, you know? And, and she she she's got no clue <laughs> she not one way or the other she has you got dad you're not gonna go to work like you've been home for the past month you know right? my daughter's smart you know my daughter's super smart but it's funny i look at it you know if i look at it from her perspective i feel like it's yo you know what if he ain't going to work i'm not gonna ask him because maybe maybe he forgot he gotta go to work and if i say it <laughs> then he's gonna go and i'd much rather have him here with me you know what i mean so yeah. You know, so to your point, I mean, as adult, you know, as adults and as parents, you know, we're supposed to shield our kids from the struggle as much as possible, you know. But one of the things that I made sure, you know, when when we were having the conversations, my wife and I, you know, mapping out our finances and, 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 and you know, kind of getting those things in line, you know, knowing what money was still owed to me from my previous job, whether it's, you know, uh, PTO uh, payouts and. Right and what not bonuses that were coming in you know i had an idea of all of the finances that were still gonna be owed to me okay. and we had a and we had a timeline we knew that you know for x amount of time i could have no income coming in and we're gonna be fine we're not gonna skip a beat it's gonna be as if i was still getting my checks mm -hmm. regularly you know what i mean so we did it very strategically uh, to the point where we knew what that timeline was. So within that timeline now, I could break it down and say, okay, how much of that do I need for me? You know what I mean? How much of that do I need to get me right, to get my mind right, to get to where, to the place that I want to be mentally and emotionally in order to start focusing on, you know, what, what, what the next path for, you know, my career is going to be. You know, so luckily, again, you know, I was I was fortunate, literally the first company that I applied for. And oddly enough, I put in the application and looking through the qualifications, I'm like, I'm not going to get this job. You know, they're mm -hmm. going to say I'm not qualified because, again, I've been in retail for, for for almost 20 years and being in retail, you know, it's it is one of the most stressful jobs. It's one of the most it's one of, it's it's a job that you've got to really put into and a lot of people don't know it unless they're in it you know and and i'd say not even just retail just the service industry in general once you start getting into management in the service industry it is super super stressful mm -hmm. and and very very demanding <clears throat> you know what i mean so um that was always one of my biggest things is where i've tried before to get out of it it's always well you know it's not an apples to apples transition from from an experience standpoint you know so anything else you're trying to do that's not retail you know you've got to start at the bottom of the, you know at, at the bottom of the ladder and you know not to say i'm not uh, you know i'm scared of that but you know you think financially starting at the bottom of the ladder or something else means financially you got to take a hit too and everybody can't take that hit no you know what i mean so so that was one of the things for me i was like i put an application with this company and and you know it was a position where i was like wow this would be an awesome job this would be something ideal for me 
And I'm telling myself, I, there's no way I'm going to get it, though, because I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, thank God I sent that application in because that very first job I applied for ends up being the company that decided to, to hire me and completely shift my career path into almost exactly, you know, you know, because I was looking at about two or three avenues. And, you know, this company is completely lines up with one of those avenues, you know. So it's 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 awesome. You know, again, I appreciate the fact that, you know, my daughter, at least and both my kids, they didn't nothing. You know, they didn't take any hits from this whatsoever, because, again, financially, it didn't bother us um, because we knew what our timeline looked like. But I'm glad that, you know, I was able to share it with my son. So he understands and he sees, you know, kind of like what I'm going through what and what I'm dealing with and gave us an avenue to be able to open up to each other and speak to each other and whatnot. But on the same time, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. It's not something that my daughter had to worry about or, or think too much on and whatnot. And, you know, just got to hang out for a couple of weeks, you know. But to your point, as she grows older, you know, these are the types of things where I want to be able to have those conversations with her and make sure she does understand that, you know, it, it may have always seemed easy from your perspective, but that's because we tried to make it that way. So, so you never have to worry about anything. You know, all, all we ever need you to worry about is going to school and getting good grades. You know what I mean? That that's that's the only thing you should have to stress and worry about. Uh, you know, any as far as holding up the roof and and eating, you know, that's on mommy and daddy. And we'll never we'll never want to be able to put you guys in a position where, you know, you feel like that burden falls on you. You know, so it's 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 she's still young, you know. Yeah. But as a woman, it's something. And even my son too. Again, as a man. These are the types of things I want him to understand and learn, but specifically for my daughter, you know what I mean? I want her to um, make sure she understands how hard it is out there and how much hard work you have to do and how important it is to really strive to do it on your own and not have to rely on somebody else, you know? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And, like, I'm so, like, it's so cool that you um, decided to do that with like your son i i totally did not expect that at all <laughs> you know what i mean like i was like wait what you you talk to your son like that's freaking dope <laughs> you know yeah 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 man gotcha you know what i i i take it for granted that i, I don't know it's weird in my mind i'm like ah, he's 12 you know uh, he, he, no, he, he's not trying to listen to this. he's not doing that you know and i lose track of the that 12 year old mindset it's easy to think 12 is young and 12 is not young you know 12 he's yeah. i'm probably two years late in having like real deep conversations with him mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'm you know we're doing that a lot more trying to talk more about you know serious things like it's like you understand stuff now you are you you're grown you're about to be a teenager you know and you know you got your own phone there's the internet you know social media all of that, like these kids are exposed to stuff far earlier than we are. I could have never imagined being able to have that type of conversation with my dad when I was 12. But that was a different time, you know. Oh, yeah. So I have to I have to understand and acknowledge that in the times we are now, you know what I mean? Because, again, there was no way I was going to be able to tell my son for three, four straight days. No, I don't work tomorrow before he says, well, are you on vacation? Because if you're not on vacation then you ain't got a job. Like who doesn't go to work? <laughs> who's, who's off for four straight days, you know, for four or five straight days in the middle of the week. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so it, it's not, that's not something I could have hid from him, nor is it, you know, something that I would have wanted to hide from him, you know? So like I said, once, once they came back, I had the conversation with him from the very first day, you know, it's like, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. And, and he understood and, you know, and it was awesome. You know, he knew when I was going out on interviews, the the couple of interviews that were actually out, out of the house interviews and not on zoom. Um, you know, I would let him know, Hey, I'm, I, I got an interview with such and such and I'm going there and we come back. Hey, how'd the interview go? Went, well, this, this and that, you know? So he, he totally knew what was going on. He was, he was a part of it. Um, and that's and and that's another one of those things of kind of as he continues to grow and as I'm trying to, you know, get him to be more responsible, um, is having him involved in these types of mega family situations. Because again, my daughter's not ready for that yet, but he absolutely is. You know, so when something like this is going on, that absolutely affects the entire family. He he is now old enough to to be a part of that discussion. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, and I I really I really commend you for that. That's that's really cool. So like, yeah, he he's gonna. <clears throat> I mean, of course, he's still young, so he has plenty of time to still be like a kid, whatever. But like, you know, he uh, this is like. Well, I mean, I know this is sometimes used as a negative connotation, but like you're grooming him to be an adult, you know. Yeah. So this that's mm-hmm. that's great. I, I like that a lot. So um, yeah, the, the hard work the hard work starts now. This is where the hard work really starts. These these few years, this three or four year span we're in right now, this is when it could go left or right real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you need yeah, you definitely need to hone in on that foundation, or you know, that kid might be like lost forever. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. So um, how how was going back to like looking for like a new job? Like it's been a long time since you've done that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Like I said, I mean, my the 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 company I just left, I was with for five years. You know what I mean? So, and and as I said, you know, there were times because you know I mentioned my, you know, the the my mental state from from my professional aspect started to go down at least you know two years ago or so. You know, but then it was you know, hey, we're trying to get this house. So there's no way in how I could do anything about it now, you know. And my wife, God bless her, she has a really awesome job she's been at for forever. And she's, <laughs> right. she's really good at her job and she loves the people she works with and it's a great environment and, and she's happy, you know. And especially considering prior to the job she's at now, prior to the job she was before, was the same situation with me where she hated going there every day, you know? So, you know, she was able to get out and get at, oddly enough, retail as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. she was, she was able to get out and she was able to get into the, you know, Monday through Friday, eight, not even nine to five. She got the eight to four, even better. You know what I mean? So she absolutely loves her job. So it's like, you know, the, financially she's where she is, where she was at. You know what I mean? So it's like, I could easily say, hey, why don't you try to get a job that 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 pays you more? And then maybe I could step away a bit and do something else, you know. But, you know what I mean? Again, I, I appreciated the fact that she genuinely loved, loves her job, you know. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want, I, I don't, you know, it doesn't make sense for her to have to do that. So, again, I tell myself, well, it's on me. I'm the guy. I'm the man. So I got to suck it up and I got to bring these checks home, you know. So. Um, but even the few times here or there where I tried to put some feelers out, you know, um, 
it's it's again like i mentioned it's tough because the problem wasn't my company i loved my company i i still love the company i was working for it's the industry itself so you know i could jump from different brand to different brand or different company different company if it's still retail i'm still gonna have the same issues i'm having so that's where i found anytime i was putting feelers out the only times i'd get hits is if it was retail. So it's like, well, if I'm gonna leave one retail establishment for another retail establishment, what am I doing? Unless maybe I'm getting more money. But then if that's the case, it's probably gonna be more stress and it's probably gonna be more headache. It's probably gonna be more time devoted there, you know? Um, so I think for me, that was the biggest reason in kind of, you know, I'm gonna use the term cold turkey. Like, I, you know, I quit cold turkey. <laughs> you know, I, I think it benefited me that that I left this company first and then was able to have a 100% focus on a job search. That's when I was able to kind of do some research and kind of tweak my resume a little bit, um, you know, completely really dig into some of these searches um, when it came to, you know, the, um, the, the, the open market of the hiring scene as it is right now, just because there's so much opportunity right now, which is great. That benefited me as well too, you know? So, so to be able to see all of the, um, the, the, the different expertise that I've been able to really strengthen and, and, and hone and, and, and add to my toolkit in retail over the past 20 years, pulling some of those out and saying, okay, what can I pluck from here that I can translate to this? Okay, here's what I can do there. Now, here's this other job that I that I would love to be interested in. What can I pluck from there to be to to transit transition from that? So the overall bubble of customer service is where I pretty much settled under, and looking at a few different options there. And then you know, once you start kind of seeing, okay, here's what's what, you know, you 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 put out mass and mass amounts of applications and you know you hope something sticks um i think that there's strength in numbers for sure um i wish i would have kept track of how many uh resume submission and applicants application submissions that i did because boy were there a lot you know but i'm not looking for a lot of jobs i only need one job so you know my mindset was if i apply to 100 or 200 different jobs you know one of them's bound to holler at me, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, but it was definitely tough. Interviewing was crazy, you know, especially so many of the interviews were done through Zoom. So, you know, I, I, I was a little more comfortable just because I've been doing a lot more Zoom stuff, you know, with the, with the live, with the live joints on the sports uh, show. So, right. you know, and just kind of, obviously the world we're in now, if you don't know how to use Zoom by now and be comfortable on Zoom, then. It ain't, it ain't for you. It ain't gonna, you ain't gonna make it, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, it, that was kind of crazy too, you know, doing, doing the zoom interviews, you know, nice button up shirt and a tie and some, you know, boxer shorts and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? I was just going to say that. <laughs> just, just don't stand up, <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, it was very fulfilling. I think the biggest thing was, you know, kind of trusting in myself, trusting in what I know I can do and what I know I'm capable of. But then at the end of the day, it's always just a, a, a huge weight off your shoulders and a great feeling when somebody says, hey, you know what? I think you're right. I think you can do this. And I think you'd be a value to us, you know, come join the team. So um, I'm just I'm, I'm just super happy and super excited that 
well before our established timeline, I'm able to transition into something that that I think is going to be pretty special. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's awesome that you didn't have to go anywhere near that that uh end zone or like expiration date. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, um, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah, definitely. And what you said uh, a couple minutes ago is something that just transported me back like nine years ago where like you said that um you know you loved your you loved the company that you were at um but you know if you went to um just another retail spot another retail spot it wouldn't matter just because it it's the industry it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the job and that reminds yeah. me so much of like you know after I, you know, proposed, uh, you know, to my ex-fiance and stuff like that, I, I, I proposed with, without a job. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job for like a year, year and a half. You know, um, I was on uh, unemployment. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, because for me, like, you know, I, I you know, I'll, I'll say it like I was a hopeless romantic. So, like, I wanted to just lock the girl down. You know what I mean? And be like, yeah, th- this is what you do. You lock the girl down and then, you know, you figure that stuff out later. But you have the girl, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted. So but then she was like, yeah, but like, OK, but like, where are we going to move? Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And I was like, oh, shoot. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, and then um, I, but me in my head, because I because I'm also a dreamer, too. And I was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm just going to like write this book or like do this thing and then like like we'll be like set or whatever or like or like at least that's the industry where i wanted to go to the entertainment industry i was really Mm -hmm. honed in on that and she was like but i don't know if it's gonna work you know i mean she uh, she wasn't necessarily i mean okay she was like a doubter but like i don't want to paint a bad picture of her she was she was very supportive because she did see the talent within me but everybody knows the in the entertainment industry is very hard to get into you know yeah she's been a realist she's been she, she's being a realist yeah in the yeah, moment. yeah 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 so it was just like she's like why don't you just you know go here or like go here and i was like yo i don't want to go to freaking like coals or something like that you know i'm like you know um because i've i've come from something like that you know that doesn't mm-hmm. fulfill me anymore and it was a very tumultuous time because it's like i obviously want to be with her i want to marry her but at the same time there's this uh fight that we were having and this tension that was happening between us because it's like okay you know i love you and and i want to move forward with you but we have to do this and i was like but this is it's not going to fill me there's not going to fulfill me at all and you know i mean there was of course uh, other factors too but um and then we ultimately broke up because i couldn't you know, uh, fulfill that role for her, you know, to be like yeah. the, the man in her life, you know, the lead, you know, the thing that her dad was talking about, you know, and mm-hmm. I felt bad about that. I, I didn't, I don't necessarily think of it as like, oh, you know, uh, the one that got away or like, or, oh, if I did this, I, you know, I could have did that. But like a lot of people made me feel that way, particularly women, you know, they were just like, damn, man, yo, you just should have did this if you really wanted her. Or like you just should have just got the job, you know, grin and bear it, and then you know do that. And I was like, but I knew in my head if I got uh, one of those jobs, which I actually eventually did. I mean, we were already done, but like I got like mm-hmm. another, you know, retail job, and I did it. And guess what? 
I fucking hated it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just like I said. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. it, okay, so great. Now I now I'm in a job that I fucking hate and my fiance is gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So so I I don't know, but I just thought that it was just really interesting, like what you said, but also too, like the um, I guess, like I said before, the audacity of women—they they could just think that, like you know, it, it could just turn on like a light bulb, just like no, just grin and bear, it, just do it, just just power on through. Like I remember seeing a um, uh, a meme. Well, not even a meme. It's like a short quote, you know, just say like you know, you'll figure it out. You know, it's it, like it's supposed to like they say that like it's supposed to like toughen you up you know you figure it out yeah. you know you'll do yeah. it go ahead and it's just like all right i'll figure it out but like damn <laughs> you know mm-hmm. are you even listening to me <laughs> you know yeah in, in the position that's, that i'm in that's the part right there you just nailed it right there are you even listening to me you know and <clears throat> in the conversations that you know i have with my wife leading up to the decision you know it's one of those things where you know i told her i was like you know I, I probably didn't do a good enough job of expressing how serious it was over the past year or two years whenever I bring it up. Because I bring it up plenty of times. Like, man, I'd really love to I'd really love to get out of retail. I think I'm tired of retail, boo. I don't know, man. I think retail's done. You know, like I bring it up all the time, but we never go into details. I'd never go deep into it, you know, because that's another thing, too. I try to not I try very hard. I'm not to come home for work and talk about work type of guy because it, it takes me it takes me 40 minutes to get to work. It used to take me 30 to 40 minutes to drive to work. That's without traffic, okay? So round trip, you know, let's just call it let, let, let's just call it an hour and a half, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. If you know, average with with traffic without traffic, we'll call it an hour and a half of um commute. Being being the store manager, the general manager, there's no way in hell my day is ever eight hours okay we can go ahead we can go ahead and throw that out the window my there's rarely times where my day is nine hours okay more often than not my work day is pushing 10 hours again on average i'd say about 10 hours is average just because every so often i might be between that eight to ten every so often i could be between 10 to 12 there's a couple of times where you know i'll be there 13 14 hours you know so and that's not even counting the hour and a half commute that we still got to add on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking, you know, anywhere, at least half, always half for sure. So, you you know, almost half of the, my day dedicated to work, even more than that. I'd say about 15 hours of my day is completely dedicated from to work from the moment I start getting ready. And then until the morning, I park the car and walk in the house at the end of my day generally it's about 15 minutes i'm sorry but the last thing i want to do is come and waste the other what what i got nine hours now i still (laughs) got to eat and sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so the other nine hours i have no i'm not wasting them reflecting on the 15 i just had you know what i mean so i don't talk about work when i get home I, i try very hard not to and so because of that you know, she never quite got a full, a full glimpse of how close to the edge I was, you know what I mean? And I was teetering and she didn't know, you know, so, so when the conversation came up this time around, at first she's like, well, why didn't you say something? And I'm like, well, you know, I have been saying something, you know what I mean? But you just weren't listening. And then even within that, I had to 
check myself and say, you know what? I'm sorry. That's not right. You know, because I have been mentioning it, but I haven't really been telling you because the conversation I knew in that moment, the conversation we were at then when we got to the point, we never had that type of conversation. And that's the type of conversation it took for her to understand what was going on, you know? So I was able to see that and say, you know what? My bad. I didn't ever really tell you because in my mind, I'm still telling myself, nah, Rick, we got to get this house. Come on, man. Keep it pushing. You're good. All right. We get the house. All right. Maybe now I should, nah, man, what you mean? Maybe now you should, you got a mortgage now, man. Come on. Keep pushing, you know? All right. Boom. All right. Yeah. Maybe now I should, ah, what you mean? Maybe now I should, you know, Kayla's birthday coming up, man. He's dying for that PS5. His grades are awesome. He's earned it. Keep pushing, you know? Yeah. And and it's like, you know, you 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 keep going through these cycles where you as a man and as a as a provider, you keep telling yourself to suck it up, man. Suck it up. Suck it up. You'll figure it out. Like you just mentioned. You'll figure it out. Suck it up. You know, and I never ever throughout all that time, I never had the conversation that I should have had with her in order to, you know, hopefully make it a little bit easier on her and whatnot. But it kind of goes back to the same thing I mentioned with my daughter, too. So it's so funny where I say, yeah, you know, when my daughter's older, I could have that conversation with her. But throughout all that time, I wasn't having that conversation with my wife. Why? Because I didn't want her to worry about it. I didn't want to have to put that burden on her. I didn't want to have her to fall back now and say, damn, like, maybe, maybe I should try to get a second job or maybe I should try to get a job that pays me more to see if he might be able to shake things up a little bit or do this or that, you know? So again, here I am trying to blind her from the struggle as well and, you know, do whatever I got to do to make sure those checks kept, kept rolling in, you know? So, so I think, again, it's a combination of maybe they're not seeing it or maybe they're not hearing it, but us as men, we've got to be able to get to a point before we get to the edge. You know, we've got to try to get to a point when we know we're on our way to the edge, we can, you know, better communicate our feelings and let let the woman in our life or, you know, whoever it is, friends, you know, because, again, it's not if, if, if you're single and this is something that, you know, you're dealing with, you know, you should be able to have somebody to talk to and, 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 and explain the situation to be able to have, um, you know, some great input on making that type of decision, you know? So, um, if, if I would have had that conversation with her early on, you know, who knows, things could have been completely different, but it is what it is when we did have the conversation. And when she finally was able to understand, okay, I see where you are now and I understand you know, I was blessed because, you know, I told you as my wife, I, I adore my wife, you know, and I'm always going to do whatever I got to do to hold my family down and hold my wife down. <clears throat> if I had told her and her response was, babe, I don't think this is a good idea, you know, stick it out for another X, Y, Z and, and let's maybe try to figure it out down the line, this and that. I've been like, all right, babe, you know, I'll do it. Let's let's I, I can. I can push through, you know, I was totally okay with that. And I could accept that from my wife because that's my wife. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I was, I was way more hoping that <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> what she was going to say. Mm -hmm. I, I was, I was praying that wasn't what she was going to say. And to, to that point, you know, once 
once we had the conversation in depth and she fully understand where I understood where I was coming from, she's the one that said, you know, she essentially made the decision for me. It's like, okay, let's do it. We're going to be okay for, you know, this, okay. What's coming in from, you know, let's, let's take a look, see what's coming in from here. Let's see what's coming in from there. Okay. All right. So we're going to be okay up until this. All right, let's do it. We'll make it work. You know what I mean? So I couldn't have, you know, I, I couldn't have been blessed with, with a better partner in life to be able to, you know, I, we've talked about being vulnerable a lot over the past, you know, two episodes that we did together. Vulnerability is not easy for me at all. And, you know, 15 years deep with my, you know, with my wife start to finish relationship, you know what I mean? It's even, even now up until this 15th year or so is whatever it is, is I'm still learning to be more vulnerable with her. You know what I mean? So it's not something that comes easy for me at all. So for me to be able to put that on display and she continuously be there to catch it and hold it and take care of it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the best man. So that's, and that's why it irks my soul when I'm flipping through the socials and seeing the opposite end of that spectrum and just thinking to myself like, damn, those poor men, having to deal with that, you know what I mean? Like, I can only imagine, you know, putting yourself out there like that, you know, exposing yourself, stripping yourself down, you feel down, stripping yourself down to your feelings like that and have a woman be like, nah, bro, that ain't gonna work for me. You know, it's like, wow, okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, no, it's true, though, because, like, I saw this other meme that said uh, this is like from uh, Hoodville on uh, Instagram. It was saying, so you telling me that in 2021, a man still has to be financially stable to date a broke woman. And then a comment said, we have to be financially stable to simply be considered men. So, yeah. And I was just that, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> and um, absolutely ridiculous. man. Oh my God. This, this, this culture, this culture that is building up, you know, and again, we, it's one of those things, stereotypically, you could say, yeah, it's always been the case. I get it. But we went through a period where I don't feel like this was a big issue for a while. You know what I mean? I, right. I feel like we went through a period where we had women that were okay with being the breadwinner or okay with, you know, their, their, their man not being, you know, the, 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 the richest or driving the nicest car, or this and that, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I've, I saw that, you know, the, right. we, we had, we had, we, we had examples of it in, in social media, even mm-hmm. whether it's the, the mega actress who's, you know, dating just a random guy or whatever the case may be. And then here comes this other shift now, and it's bad, right back to the original stereotypical mindset, but, but, on steroids man (laughs) like it's crazy you know what i mean like it's almost to the point where they're giving you legit dollar amounts at this point it's like if you ain't got xyz don't even pick up the phone to think about calling me yeah and that's crazy that's crazy yeah i was watching this um like the the newest thing that i that keeps coming on my timeline is the um uh the show eight at the table you know the one with the you know the chick that we talked about blue jasmine with the ex oh lord (laughs) oh lord (laughs) yeah yeah with that one and uh what was the topic uh i forgot what the topic was but essentially oh 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 oh, that's what it was yeah 
this is perfect. It was talking about um, should you date if you're broke? And then people are like, well, you know, broke is you know uh, different for everybody, whatever. And then like one of the chicks was like, oh, well, you know, hey, if he can't, you know, if he can't um, have like a little, you know, like. What did she say? Like, yo, if she if he doesn't have like, you know, like twenty dollars, fifty dollars, five hundred dollars, then you can't, you know, holler at me for a date. And I'm like, whoa. Five hundred dollars <laughs> for a date? <laughs> yo. yo, where y'all going? Like where what are these dates? Yo, where are y'all going? That you spending five hundred dollars on a date. I don't know, and, and you know, and yo, even if I got it, even if I got it, I ain't spending five hundred dollars on a date, yo. Like that's crazy. Like for that's real, a flight. <laughs> that is a flight. Are you right? That is a flight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and, and you know, and I can't even, I can't even hate on the person that I'm gonna say, but just to see this, uh, be paraded around in social media, it it definitely hurts. Like the regular man like you and i like i don't know if you saw it but like did you see the latest thing that drake did that he went on a date oh wow yeah that he shut down yeah. the stadium the baseball stadium. Yeah. i forget where it was but like yeah, dodger stadium okay. not just anything like dodger stadium <laughs> like bro. he shut down dodger stadium to have like to have like a dinner with somebody's mom and um yeah. You know, and the, the the food was at the dugout, and, you know, they had, like, a dinner, and then, like, some freaking drone saw it, and, like, they were both pissed, like, damn, like, you know, you kind of ruined the date. But I'm just like, fam, why, what? <laughs> it's like, you mean I got to shut down but, stadiums now? <laughs> listen, now, here's the thing. You make a great point talking about, oh, he he's pissed. Oh, you ruined the date. Go to a restaurant. That wouldn't be a drone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could have, you know, you're Drake, dude. You could have, <laughs> you could have just bought out a restaurant and had all the privacy in the world. You were in a goddamn stadium, bro. <laughs> you think somebody's not gonna catch wind of that and say, "Here go Drake out here with this with this chick in a stadium," and they ain't gonna send somebody to come spot you? I stop it, Drake. Don't tell me you was mad. But like, okay. But- <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is though, like now that chick who was just a regular chick, it wasn't like you know like a I don't know like like a known person. That mm-hmm. is her standard now. Yeah, yeah, and it, to her, to be fair, she's like you know her her son is like one of the best high school basketball players in the country. Okay, and whatnot. okay. So you know, I mean, she got a little notoriety. But to your point, yeah, you you're right because you know if if they if they don't end up happily ever after and married and whatnot. Yeah, the next dude that tries to holler, you know, now again, I can't speak for this woman's mindset. Right. So I don't know, I don't know where she's at with that mentality. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But absolutely, imagine the next dude that tries to take her out on a date. Like with like the 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 insecurities and pressure of shit like uh where are we gonna go? Yeah, I, like, man. Like, I can't. I can't get a stadium. Yeah. How, how about if I want to do freaking uh, glow in the dark putt putt golf? I can't do that. <laughs> you know. <what> I'm <laughs> you know. And that's and that's that false hope, man. That's that. That's that's the 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 nasty side of social media, man. Because you know you go through all those comments. Every female yakking it up and i don't want to say every most of the females yakking it up in there is just like oh yeah this is how you do it this this yas queen go ahead <laughs> this this and that yo mom yeah if you don't take me out you gotta do this this and that and they in some 
crappy ass roach infested one bedroom apartment you know what i'm saying like <laughs> right. like what do you bring it to the table you know what i mean what yeah. do you bring it to the table yeah it's it's, it's crazy yeah it is it is <laughs> but um so let's bring it back to the subject at hand and i loved all the stuff that you were saying before because i saw this meme uh and it's at tell your son this and it said men have a lot on their shoulders kids rely on men women rely on men who do men have to rely on themselves <clears throat> this is why men need friends being an isolated pillar of strength can wear on the best of men and this is why so many men kill themselves look out for your brothers so yeah that's gospel bro that is gospel <laughs> yeah um and and again as as i mentioned you know as far, as far as being insecure of my vulnerabilities or whatnot that's not just with my wife that's in general period you know what i'm saying so again i've never really I, you know up until maybe like the past five-ish years or so i've never been comfortable just really really having deep down fully explorative conversations like that you know what i mean like you know someone like you yeah you know a couple of handful of you know the lifelong squad you know i every so often you know i could pick up the phone and and then by the time we hang up it's like oh shit that was two hours like yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's true yeah, it, it, you know, so so there's only a couple of folks that I'm ever ever able to do that with, and luckily, um, you know, I've got a circle of dudes that, um, you know, we got this group chat, and and we we're constantly constantly just chatting it up about any and everything. We talk about any. Most of the time, it's sports sports driven. The 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 group chat started off of sports. And, you know, we just got in, you know, we got some single dudes there. We got married dudes there. We got some with kids. We got some without kids. And and it turned into a great, great source of therapy, man, more than anything. Like, that 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 group chat is legit my therapy uh, session at any given time. Like, I've, I got to a point where I could bring anything. And it's not just me. Anybody in the group. Like, you know, we can bring any subject and we're going to have a full-blown conversation about it, you know. We're going to argue. We're going to bark at each other. We're going to disagree. We're going to be on each side. You know, everybody's going to have their opinions, but it's going to be a really good conversation. And I'm going to get some great advice and great opinions out of it. And it's awesome, you know. And and that has been, I mean, a godsend, you know, because... Because to your point, man, like, as men, we we just take too much on. We take too much on. We think our shoulders are going to be able to withstand all the weight of the world. And, you know, we we find out that it can't when it's too late, you know. And and too many times, you know, to your point, too many times the brothers that are finding out when it's too late, they 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 end up going a different route. And it's unfortunate, you know. So um so whether it's suicide whether it's substance abuse whether it's manifesting into abusive behavior towards others you know what i mean like there's a whole lot of just horrible and negative connotations and and end games when when it comes to a man who who is not able to express their feelings and 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 just kind of exhale <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so I'm very, very fortunate that I was able to get to a point where I can be more open with my feelings and my thoughts. 
um, with people just to be able to get it out, just so it's not consuming me and eating me, uh, eating eating up my insides, you know. And then specifically, you know, with my wife, because again, man, that's my ace. You know what I mean? That's that's my ace. That's my right hand. That's my partner in crime. So um, to be able to be that comfortable to to you know let her in to those types of feelings and whatnot it it helps so much man because we we can't we can't do it on our own and no matter how much we try to convince ourselves that we can it when when we get to the point that we realize we can't sometimes it's too late and that's unfortunate man nah nah nah, i hear you i hear you and and i'm so glad that you're developing your vulnerability whether it's through this podcast or um you know just having conversations with your wife and and of course with that group chat because i do remember and you're right um uh i do remember like specifically twice that i really like spoke to you you know obviously pre uh podcast about like things and 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 you weren't my necessarily my go-to guy you know we didn't we didn't mm-hmm. talk about like stuff like that and, and it was probably definitely a couple of years after um, i broke up with my ex-fiance and i was like who is gonna know what i'm feeling right now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like again and that's why i had you on the on that first episode you know finding the one after the one i'm like because a lot of my friends, their first person that they propose to is their wife. Like, that's it. I mean, you too, technically, you know, but like everybody else, they like no one has gone through what I went through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you were like the closest. So I remember calling you and you're like, damn, son. And then like we just like talked about it for like maybe like, you know, 30, 45 minutes, but it was good. And then I remember another time when. I visited you uh, at, your, at your house in Florida, and then, like, I talked about it again, but, like, year, obviously, like, years later, because it still affected yeah. me. Then you're like, yo, man, let me freaking tell you about this. And then, like, you told I mean, you didn't go into great detail like you did on the podcast, but, like, you gave me enough. I'm like, wow, like, man, this yeah. is great. I, I, yes, I could freaking talk to you about this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is yeah. awesome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, no, but I, I'm glad that you're getting that on your end as well. Because me, I could talk about this shit all day. So, like, me, me being vulnerable, it, it's nothing. It's like water. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So. Yeah, and that's what I said. You 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 make a great point because you know even back then when when you came down that time and we was here in Florida and having that conversation, you see it's like you know I kind of cracked the door open, but even then I was like I, I at that time I still wasn't at a point where I was able to like say okay let's let me go in detail and really put out you know my feelings like that you know mm-hmm. and and that's where that's where I tell you straight up like the depths of of that whole situation as i laid them out in the in that in that episode that we did Mm -hmm. you know that's legit the first time i've like so many people i'd say the majority of people in my life outside of literally one two maybe three people really know everything and how that went down Mm -hmm. specifically from the emotional standpoint and the toll that it took on me you know Mm -hmm. Because that's something I suppressed, you know, I suppressed and and I and I convinced myself that's something that I had to deal with on my own and just get over it and move on. Because, you know, again, as men, that's what we've been so conditioned to have to do, um, you know, when it comes to our emotions and when it comes to our mental health, you know, and and that's got to stop. You know what I mean? It's it's got to stop because it's just ruining it's just gonna continue to ruin a lot of men. No, no, definitely, definitely. 
Um, so let's get into these freaking, I don't want to say passages like it's a Bible or something, but like, um, these freaking quotes that I got from a lot of, uh, articles and, um, videos and all that stuff. So like, you know, again, you know, with the, uh, we, we've been talking about the struggle of man and, and, and that's great about like the mental health and all that stuff. But like, we also, again, we've touched upon, you know, the, um, kind of like the audacity of women and stuff, but like, I want to bring back that clip that uh i had you see with the uh, chris rock you know like <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and i want to read what what he's talking about and we, and we and we will definitely like go through with it because there's there's another part too that well there's several parts that i actually want to talk about and um because i well i made you do a little homework so we're definitely going to get with the chris rock stuff but i definitely want to get to the uh the hot 97 conversation you know, um, so we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But um, the fir- yeah, the first thing was uh, with the uh, Chris Rock in his in his special Kill the Messenger, two thousand and eight. Hey, he goes, uh, men and women, so many fucking differences between men and women, so many fucking differences. He's like the biggest difference between men and women. One of the biggest differences: men can't go backwards sexually, and women cannot no- go backwards in lifestyle. The um, the best women can't fucking do it. They can't fucking do it. Fellas, you ever gone through some hard times with your woman? You lose your job or something? Your woman tries to console you and saying, hey, baby, don't worry. We're going to get through this. I know we got bills, but if we got to get rid of some shit, we will get rid of some of this shit. She's talking about you. Can't do it, fellas. (laughs) Fellas, if you lose your job, you're going to lose your woman. That's right. She may not leave the day you lose it. But the countdown has begun, <laughs> and I I love that bit, man. I love I love it one because it's super funny as as all hell. But two, I mean that I mean I'm not afraid to say to say you know what I'm saying that shit happened to me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah. I understand, and I, and I can't really, again, I can't. I don't want to paint a bad picture of my ex fiance, but like I un- I understand. Like we talked about this off air too about the. Uh, pretty much the like the security blanket you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and the security blanket that women entrust in us to have before they step into that role of like wife or whatever because they want to feel safe and they want to feel protected so when you take away you know the biggest security blanket you know you know like money because money produces everything you know the house the bills the, the the car you know and all that stuff it's like okay what are we gonna do now like you're in limbo and you don't know what to do so i completely understand that aspect i'm not necessarily mad with women like that yeah but it's like it's i don't know it i don't know i guess um i don't know but but like you said and like you what you've gone through well maybe not in your situation because like your wife was uh, supportive but like it's just the pressure you're just like yo all i'm just trying to do is just make some headway but now i have now i have an adversary but you were my like you were on this side (laughs) you know you you were on this side with me but now you're on the other side and it's like yeah no you can't do that to me (laughs) you know what i mean like if, if 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 i'm fighting the world i can't fight you too I need you. You know what I mean? That wow, that last thing you said is wow. That that's that's where it's at right there. 
that's where it's at right there. Like, if I'm fighting the world, I can't be fighting you. Like, I need help, you know? Like, and granted, again, it goes back to, and, and we take onus of it. We, we're not the best at asking for help. Yes, you know, but that is a valid, valid point right there. It's like, you know, if I'm going out here dealing with these battles and, and fighting these battles, I can't come home and have to fight another battle too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's very, very, very important. Yeah, yeah. And so with this next part is uh, the, pretty much, I don't want to say dedicated, but it, it's pretty much talking about the, the women that we've been talking about, like on the social media and all, and all that stuff. So where he's like, and the crazy thing, the crazy thing is women love to tell you, you know, women got their own money now. Women have their own fucking money now. And women are like, hey, um, if you don't take me on a nice vacation, I'm going to find a cute guy and I'm going to pay for shit. But that only lasts for like 30 days because women don't like paying for shit. That's right. <laughs> pussy, co- pussy costs money. Dick is free. <laughs> Any money you spend on a dick is bad investment because when it comes to money, when it comes to women and money, I'll tell you right now. Nothing drives a pussy quicker than a woman reaching for her wallet. There is <laughs> there is something about a woman reaching for her wallet that just dries up the vagina. It's almost like the wallet is sending a signal to the pussy that this man is not worthy of getting wet for. And later on, when you go to the gynecologist, he's like, oh, my God, you've been paying for shit. <laughs> Another five hundred dollars. and You're going to be in menopause. <laughs> like women, women cannot go backwards in lifestyle. So, I mean, granted, we don't have any women here. But like, why do you feel that they can't go back? Why do you feel that they can't go back in lifestyle? If I mean, you it's, an answer. It, I think I think that's a natural you know, before we dive into that, I think what I will say, I think that's just a natural thing in general mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you know, sure. um, I could use myself as a perfect example. Um, in the early stages of me saying, Hey, I, I, I want to, I would love to get out of my job and do something different. One of the main things that held me back is what, okay, well, I've been in retail for quite some time. I, I remember when I was uh, just an associate and I've worked my way up through through the management ranks, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a store manager, I'm a district trainer, you know, I travel all over the place um, to train other other managers and open new stores, like, I've, I've worked hard to get to a certain level in my career that even if I want to try to shift gears a bit, if it means that I have to be an associate again or be the a newbie again and, and kind of have to take a pay cut and take steps backwards, you know, do I really want to do that? So to a certain extent, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of the areas of people's lives and different people's lives and whatnot, there are going to be times where you have that mindset of, do I want to go back? Do I want to step back? I've you, The goal is always to improve and get better. Nobody ever sets out to regress you know what i mean so i understand it from that perspective you know now i think my biggest thing is again and we've kind of had conversations around it where these types of situations are dealt and handled differently dealt with and handled differently when you're dealing with a married couple and then if you're dealing with just a boyfriend girlfriend couple you know Mm -hmm. if if y'all are just dating hey you know what I mean? I can't be mad. 
I can't be mad at a woman who is just dating somebody and deciding, nah, this ain't it. This ain't going to work for me. I'm going to move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Does it suck? Yeah. Is it shitty? Depending on the situation. Yeah. But you know what? If you know that's not what you want to deal with for the long term, you know, hey, it is what it is. You make that decision. You move on, you know? When we're talking specifically in a marriage sense, that's where, for me, it's an issue. Because, again, to your point, like, we signed up to do this together, you know? We signed up to 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 be partners and have each other's backs and hold each other down. So, yes, while I may understand you have, we have achieved a level in, in our financial status um, or whatever the case may be within our relationship, within our marriage, yes, that's awesome. But if we have to tumble back a little bit, I still fully expect that we do that together. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's where it's an issue for me. And again, it's just, it's the nature of humans, period. You know, does it seem to kind of be highlighted specifically in women when it comes to finances yes i think that's just kind of you know social media playing its part and fueling those fires a lot too and uh, you know unfortunately there are um you'll find a lot of the worst examples of this they tend to be the loudest so you know as much as we poke fun at, at these memes and these quotes and these videos that we see yeah, I understand that's not most women. That's not the majority of women. But all of the other women need to understand this is what is speaking for you in the public eye. So if you want people to say, hey, that's not most women, that's not a woman, y'all need to stand up and be saying, no, this bitch is tripping. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 I And that is a word I try very hard not to use anymore. You know, I'll be completely honest. I try very hard not to call women bitches. Um, so if and when I ever do, it's because I'm very absolutely disgusted. And those type of women, those type of women, they need to be eradicated, man. Because, again, as a father of a woman, I it, it scares me to my core to think that, you know, the, the I don't want to say the leaders, but unfortunately... When you, when you have a social media following, whether you, whether you have a social media following or not, once you go viral, you become a, a quote unquote leader because yeah. the, this is million, millions of people now that are going to listen to your opinion and your standpoint. And, you know, all you need is a couple of them to mimic it and have that same mindset. And then one of them goes viral. And then now from the millions that see them, here's another few that come up behind them. And it's a vicious cycle. And now you're just continuously putting out some of the worst females in the public eye that you possibly can. And, you know, this is what, you know, these young girls are flipping through TikTok or Instagram or whatever and seeing. And, you know, unfortunately, some of them imitating, you know what I mean? So it's it's terrible. You know, I think it's one of I think I think the biggest issue is the fact that we need to get back to a point where somebody's, you know, super educated, you know, very well off financially, 
in a good place, taking care of themselves, holding themselves down, and playing their part within their relationships and building the awesome partnership with their boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever the case may be. We need to be seeing that more often. You know what I mean? That's what I look for. That's what I look for. That's what I look to retweet and 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 share and post. You know what I mean? Because I know I got it. So I know exactly what it looks like because I get to see it every single day. You know what I mean? So anytime I see it outside of outside of my home, you know what I mean? Outside of my beautiful wife, anytime I see that, I try to put it out there so others can see it too. Cause I'm tired of seeing them other bitches, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That shit bothers the crap out of me, bro. No. It really, really does. Nah, I mean it bothers me, but but more it it it. I'm just astounded that that mindset exists, you know. And I'm just like, wow. And then like I'm like, all right, well, just just I'm gonna use this for the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but but you can't be. You can't be. Unfortunately, this is this is always where we were headed. You know, this mm-hmm. was the of this was the evolution of social media. This is the evolution of reality TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is the evolution of of IG models. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is the evolution of fly me out culture. You know what I mean? Like it's this is this is this is where we always been headed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So you've got a a a a a sector of the female population that really think that's the ticket. Who who don't worry about trying to better themselves and don't try to well. Let me not say they don't worry about trying to better themselves because they got they make sure they look good. <laughs> of course, you know what I mean. They got to make sure they look good because. You know, as far as they're concerned, even if they sitting in that roach infested one bedroom apartment, you know, as long as when they step out into the club, they look good enough to be pulled into that VIP. And at any given night, you know, rapper X or football player Y or, you know, stockbroker Z can pull up and and take her home. You know what I mean? And then maybe she's good to go. So unfortunately, that's the mindset for a lot for a lot of women out there, you know, and. And we got to switch that up, man. We got to switch that up because I feel like, uh, and and this is a, this would be a great conversation to kind of circle back and have with the female as well so we can get their perspective. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to sit here and try to f- act like I'm speaking for, for women or speaking for females, you know, but I do feel like women right now are, it's it's weird. It's like we're at a point where, on one end, you could look like women are popping more than they've ever been popping, ever. If that makes sense, black oh, yeah. women specifically. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like, you know what I mean? There's, there's like so, so much great, awesome, positive movement towards appreciating women more than we've seen in quite some time. You know, like as we've seen over the past couple of years. But then, you know, here you go on the other side, and and you continue to see that that great work be undone by what by women you know what i mean and it's like come on man y'all gotta y'all gotta get it together <laughs> you know what i'm saying let's get it together no no i, I yeah exactly and and also too we can have we can definitely have a a part two of this because it, it would be good um to have like a third party you know women just you know explain her piece like and it's not necessarily like a you know, good cop, bad cop thing where we're gonna interrogate her. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah. um, no, I would no, def- no. But that's the point. Like, I, I, you know, again, I, I would love to be able. Those are the types of answers that I would love to hear from a woman, specifically about, 
you know, that what is that mindset of security? What does security look like for you within a relationship? And when that security is taken away from you, then what? You know what I mean? Like that, that those, those are, I think that's something that people need to uh, really focus on more when it comes to building together. You know, because I don't think that's something that people really talk about, be, talk about simply because the stereotypical assumption is, well, security is going to be my man holding me down and taking care of me no matter what. And and both the man and the woman come into the relationship with that mindset already. So that's not even something that has to be discussed where if we're really, you know, you know, if we're really looking at it in a relationship, that's the generally one of the more important things and you never discuss it because both of you are just um you know predisposed to to and trained and programmed to thinking that nope you know the answer to that is i gotta suck it up and deal with it and make it work yeah yeah exactly um but yeah no i i definitely um am down to do like a part two and also i'll i'll give you some homework you find that third party <laughs> woman yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and, and no we'll no definitely done yeah we'll do it again but uh, i yeah i want to i want to get this i want to read this another uh chris rock passage it's from his uh uh it's from his um special uh tambourine in 2018 and if anybody has not seen this this is phenomenal because this was this happened after uh his uh divorce you know, and he admitted that he cheated, you know, half of it. Um, the first half is like obviously the comedy and stuff. But then the second half was at least poignant to me. Not that I've ever been married to get divorced. But like I, I liked a lot of what he said about the divorce, why it happened and all that stuff. And it was very good. And I want to get your opinion on this thing that he's going to say. All right. So, well, well that I'm going to read. So he says, um, OK, he says, because here's the crazy thing. Some of these lessons you just got to learn. Like, I brought this shit on myself, you know? Nobody told me to go hoe up, you know? I brought this shit on myself. And you just got to learn some of these lessons, some man lessons, okay? I know it's hard being a woman, but there's a coldness that you have to accept when you're a man, especially a black man. It's like the world's cold as a motherfucker, okay? When you get older, one thing I've learned, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally women children and dogs are loved unconditionally a man is only loved under the condition that he provides something i've never heard a woman in my life say you know what after he got laid off we got so much closer <laughs> it's like i've once heard my grandmother say a broke man is like a broke hand can't do nothing with it what kind of gangster shit is that? That's right. <laughs> Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. And a man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. That's right, fellas. When you meet a new girl, what do your friends ask you? What she look like? Ladies, when you meet a new guy, what do your friends ask you? What does he do? What mm -hmm. the fuck does this nigga do that can help you out? <laughs> Can this motherfucker facilitate a dream or not? Even right now, Michelle Obama is looking at Barack saying, what's your plans, nigga? <laughs> How's that book turning out? I need to see some new pages. So what do you think about that? 
I mean, it's it's dead on. It's dead on. I think uh, um, I'm going to add a little something. I want to say it might have been Dave Chappelle, and I and I, I I I would have to look it up to confirm afterwards. Sure. And I can't. I don't remember it word for word, but in in a nutshell, he was saying that a a, a woman's a woman's vice is materialistic things a men's vice is women yes so so pretty much i remember he said something like you know guys go out and buy nice fancy cars not because they want a fancy car they want to be able to get women and he's saying like if if he could fuck a woman in a cardboard box he'd be driving a cardboard box <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i yep, mean yep. so <laughs> that was um um <laughs> killing them softly Yes. Was, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. You know, but 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 it's it it is that is the case. You know what I mean? That is very poignant, even in comedy, and and something that's made to make you laugh. You sit back and think, and you're like, well, you know, he's got a point here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, it goes back to, you know, one of the things we actually had the conversation around it a little bit in the first episode. What, that we did together where you know where we talked about you know sometimes it feels like uh, when a woman is looking for a mate you know courting or you know a husband whatever you want to call it they're looking for a man who's at 100 who's already built and made and 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 is ready to go off the shelf you know what i mean like you know, like dive right in. You're good. Like they're not looking for a fixer upper. You know, they're not looking for, for ah. Uh, you know, you about thirty five, forty percent. You know, I right, boom. I could, I, I could, I could help. I could help complete that last sixty percent. You know what I mean? Like generally, that's not their mindset. You know, generally, the mindset is all right. Are you ready? Are you ready to hold everything down right now from day one? Because if not, then I gotta step off. You know what I mean? So. It's it's valid as fuck, man. Like that that it hits so home, you know, because it everything is saying, even when you're navigating it through a comedic lens, it's all accurate, you know. Again, is it every woman? No, I understand it's not, but it's enough. It's it's <laughs> far it's it's enough. And and dare I say it's too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dare I say it's too much, you know? Um I was I was uh watching I think it was it was Will Smith and Kevin Hart, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they the, took over the, the red, red table. table. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you happen to see their episode or not. No, I only saw like a little snippet about uh, Will Smith talking. No, was it Will Smith? Uh, no, no, no. It was Kevin Hart talking about talking with his daughter about what he did. That, that was okay. only like the little snippet that I saw. And it might have been right around that section where, you know, Will said something that's like awesome. And I heard him say, I was like, damn, that's powerful as hell. Where I don't remember how the conversation exactly got there, but I know they were talking about Willow and talking about my daughter. And, you know, as far as dudes go, like when, you know, when it comes, when it comes time to date or, you know, like, you know, being the strict dad or whatnot, it's like, he says something that like hit home with me where it's like, when it comes to, like the man in 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 his daughter's life or whatever it's like it's like yo like legit telling him i need two things from you don't ever don't ever hurt my daughter physically emotionally or mentally and don't let her don't ever leave her nowhere by herself 
That's it. The two, this, very simple, you know? Mm-hmm. Very simple. Do not abuse her spiritually, mentally, physically. Do not leave her alone anywhere, you know? Outside of that, we good, mm-hmm. you know? Outside of that, we good. So on the flip side, that that's that's what is important for me when it comes to having a conversation with my daughter, when it comes to growing up. Yeah, do you want to be someone that 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 you feel safe and secure with? Absolutely. I, I, I totally understand that. You know what I mean? But to understand that that doesn't always hinge on a monetary standpoint. That's not always gonna be a financial thing. Safety and security doesn't have to just be about how much money you have in your pocket, how big is your house, what kind of work do you do, what's in the driveway. You know what I mean? That that that's not all that safety and security is. So that that's where it comes down to is really being able to justify, you know, what 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 is security to you? You know, when when you say you want a man who's going to make you feel secure, what does that mean to you? You know, because if it just means, you know, the, the, the commas in the account, then, eh, you know, I, sounds like you're just looking for, for a checkbook. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're just looking for a checkbook, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and if that's the case, you know, then you start thinking how many how many of these relationships out there, how many of these marriages out there are 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 just shams that are built on security, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of the worst things you could possibly do. It's like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna try to convince yourself that you love somebody. When you don't, you just love what they're able to provide for you, you know? And that's ridiculous. Yeah. And 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 again, when I we're not stupid, you know, we're 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 grown ups and we know that like love isn't enough you know i mean i had to learn the hard way (laughs) but we know that love isn't enough and yes you should be able to uh you know provide the lifestyle that you're trying to attain but at the same time it's like i mean do you do we really need the gold-plated toilet yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. I know for damn sure we don't need a five hundred dollar date. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Facts. We definitely know. don't need that. <laughs> like my goodness, man. Like Jesus Christ. But yeah, man. But but now, like right now, we're gonna get into like the crux of this episode. Though maybe not the whole point, but like this this brings it up so much about like what we're talking about right here. So. Mm-hmm. The um the video um that I sent to you and that I'll explain to everybody out there is uh from uh, Hot ninety seven. It it came out uh, March twentieth, twenty fifteen, and it's called "No One Cares About the Plight of Man." And it was basically just a simple conversation between the uh, between the uh, two people, uh, Ebro and uh, Laura Styles, who's hot as hell. I had just just had to say that, but um uh, <laughs> um, and they're just talking about. You know, about no one caring about the plight of man. So Ebro just starts off, he says, at my age, I think he's like in his, well, at least right now, I believe he's like he's in his uh, maybe lower to mid 40s. So he says, at my age, it's hard to hear men dealing with depression because in my world, nobody cares how you feel. They might sit and listen to you talk about your problems for a minute, but as a man with a woman and a child, a mom, <coughs> Uh, a brother who's currently unemployed, my wife's mom, they expect you to to rise to the occasion. That is the expectation. No one cares about anything 
I would have to say if I didn't have the money to take care of them. So that's the real pressure on a man. Um, yeah, he says, in my world, I don't sit around and talk about it because there's nothing to talk about. Go get yours and take care of you and yours. That's what this game in this country is about. You get up, you get out, and you figure out how you're going to take care of your loved ones. And when you go out and talk to a woman and you try to date a woman and you have no money in your pockets, she don't want to hang out with you. When your sneakers ain't clean, she don't want to hang out with you. When y'all women act like you're going to be there for us, and when that money gets funny, you get tired of hearing our story quick. And then Laura Style says, so you mean to tell me if you lost your job tomorrow and you were having a tough time for a couple months that your significant other would turn on you? And then Ebro says, you just gave me 60 days. You gave me 60 days real quick to get my life in order. And then Laura, Laura Style says, you're, so you're supposed to be jobless for the rest of your life? She says, I'm going to help you. You know, go see a therapist. But then the other people are like, well, why can't I go to you? You know, why do I need to go to a, a therapist? So they're like, so you can't hear my problems, and I'm supposed to be good with that. But if I don't want to hear about your problems, you're going to go cheat. <laughs> or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and then Ebro says you know how long I've been supporting a mother a year and a half she's pregnant that's what you're supposed to do it's a mother she got time but you you gave me two months the scenario you gave me was that I lost my job a job that I had for 25 years and you gave me two months no one gives a fuck about how a man feels the world is programmed the front of every magazine, the discussion every other fucking day is what men do to women, how men make women feel, and blah, blah, blah. No one gives a fuck how we feel. And then when you tell me how we feel, we get, well, what the fuck, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Because as dudes, mm. we, we know, um, because as dudes, we know, you know what you give a fuck about? You give a fuck about us giving you a good time, making you feel good making sure you got this dick and you want this dick when you feel sexy and when you feel sexy when the car is nice we got to put in all that work that's the complexity of a man the worst thing for a man is a the worst thing for a man is a woman giving him a handout it's ego we have to lower our ego so that a woman can uplift us and the next thing we know we know what's coming. I held you down. You know what I did for you. <laughs> as soon as you can. And we know you're going to hold that over our heads. So we never want it. And then he and then he says like one more thing. Socially, a woman can go to the club with zero dollars in her pocket and be fine. A man can't even a man can't even leave the house without money in his pocket. So there's that. <laughs> facts on facts on facts. <laughs> facts on facts on facts, man. You yeah. know, um, again, that that ties in almost, you know, identically the scenario. It's it's crazy, you know, the the time difference. You know, talking about that text thread. You know, again, like 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 he said, like yo, you gave me sixty days. We're having a casual conversation, and <laughs> and the scenario you throw out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so it it really does go to show it's 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 that point that to like you said this is the over the overall point of this episode is that they just don't care <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody really cares you know nobody yeah. not enough people care about what how men feel and what men feel 
and and that's a big big problem you know and i'll even go a little further kind of kind of danced around it a little bit there too and we've talked about it a bit as far as you know coming home you know i have this conversation with my wife all the time you know it's like coming home it's always hey how was your day you know and i tell her and again my wife's a sweetheart she might kill me for for, for me saying this uh you know but i did it i've said plenty in the past two episodes. <laughs> she ain't killed me yet you know so but i would tell her i'm like babe like let's be honest you're only asking me how my day was so that i can ask you how your day was because you want to tell me how your day was you don't care how my day was you're only asking so that I can then say, how was your day? And then you can just. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's, that's a perfect, perfect example right there in such the slightest, tiniest way, even in conversation, even in conversation, women will ask you a question and and they're not asking you the question because they're genuinely interested in the answer. They're asking the question, hoping that you will in turn ask them a question to give them the outlet to be able to say what they say and let their feelings off. Yes. You know, so so at end of the day, it's absolutely true. You know, nobody does care what we have to say. Now, what I will say again Sometimes you are blessed and, and it's not everybody and you find somebody who does. And, and, and I've mentioned plenty of times before, it wasn't always the case with my wife, but I, we have been able to get to a point where I'm so comfortable speaking to her and I can truly tell her anything. And, you know, she knows, like, she knows if like, like when I come to her with something, you know, she can tell like, Oh, Oh, okay. This is, this is something, you know, let's, 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 let's lock in and let's, let's handle this and let's talk about this and let's deal with this. And we can have a great conversation where, where she's completely focused, you know, cause you know, look, I'm, I'm going to get heat for this, but I don't care what nobody say women, women love to, and, and they love to, they enjoy to, they always want to be talking about themselves. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's just the case. So I find so many times and you see it amongst each other. A lot of times, like I would watch women have conversations with each other and they're just waiting to cut each other off so they can take over, you know, because <laughs> it's like, no, I don't, I don't want this about you, but I don't even about me, you know, <laughs> and it's and it's crazy. So I know it's tough. That's why for me, I do. I am happy that I've got my 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 A1 squad, you know, you and the guys that, you know, we've been rocking together forever. I know I got y'all I can shout I, I can give a shout to at any time and if I need to have a conversation with y'all, y'all know what time it is we're gonna have a conversation. I know I got my 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 circle of dudes in the um the group chat that I know I could jump in there, put some out there. I know I got my brothers, I could hit either one of them up at any time. We got our uh, brother group chat where I could always go there and we can have some conversations, you know, because that's where it lies, man. That's really where it lies. I think it's it's a twofold problem. Men don't like being vulnerable, don't like expressing their feelings, don't like putting themselves out there. Then the other problem is we definitely don't like looking or feeling vulnerable around other men. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's that, you know, as much as we have to maintain the machismo stereotype in front of our woman and have that mindset of I got this, I'm the man, I'm going to hold it down and 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 I'm going to make it work. We got to make sure other men see that, too. 
because God forbid another man sees you in a weak in, in a weak state, you know, sees you in an emotional state, sees you in a vulnerable state, you know. So if we can tackle that issue first, we'd be far better off tackling the issue with the women in our lives. If we can find, you know, men in our lives that we are able to bounce ideas off of, bounce emotions off of, and, and really, really be able to talk to and get advice and get opinions. If we, if we can open ourselves to those relationships with the men in our lives, whether it's our, you know, brothers, cousins, uncles, you know, best friends, friends, whatever the case may be, you know, cause, cause, they're the only ones that are going to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the a, a woman is not going to understand. A woman is never going to understand. You know, no matter how you do, you could try to explain it to the blue in the face. They're not going to get it because the 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 ownership and 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 the, and the stresses, all of that is different. And the same way, there's things that they're going to bring to us that we won't understand too. I I totally get that. You know, but. I I I think we'd be way more receptive just because of 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 the gender situations, you know, the gender roles that we've been taught from the day we were born, you know, us as men are going to be more susceptible to, to 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 coddling a woman's feelings and coddling a woman's emotions because that's what we're told we're supposed to do, you know, but on the flip side when a guy throws their feelings and emotions out there, Nobody's ever been taught to stand there and catch them and take care of them. Nah, because we were told that's not supposed to happen. So if you see it, you point the figure and, well, ah, he's gay, he's crying. What you crying for, pussy? Ah, you know? And it's like, really? You yeah. know? Yeah. That, that don't make sense. That yeah. don't make sense, man. I'm a crier, B. You know what I mean? <laughs> I used to, you know, I, look, I got to a point even in my adult life where it's like, man, if if my emotions bring me to tears, I let the motherfuckers run, man. Mm -hmm. You know, because you gotta let that shit out. You've gotta let that shit out, and 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 until us as men are able to be able to build strong brotherhoods that allow that to happen, we're not gonna be able to get right mentally. You know, and to the guys who don't need it, shit, more power to you, man. More power to you. If you don't need it for yourself, if you that strong and you feel like you don't need it for yourself and you don't need to reach out and do that, how about you be a shoulder at least? Be a shoulder. Be an ear, you know? Check on your peoples, man, because to your point, you started off this whole thing, you know, you're talking about how, you know, the, 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 the suicide rate amongst men is through the roof and whatnot. It shouldn't be that way, man. It shouldn't be that way. The whole suicide thing is a whole other topic. I hate talking about suicide. I have some very strong feelings towards it. It is what it is, you know. Sometimes people don't like the things I say about it, but it comes from a dark place, you know. It comes from a different place, you know what I mean. And I've and and I've mentioned it. I think I mentioned it on one of the shows, but I know I've mentioned it on Facebook before, so I could mention it here. When I was younger, I used to think about that shit a lot, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. When I was when I was young, you know, I'm talking like young, young. I used to think about suicide a lot, you know, just because you know being being picked on and being different and and you know liking the things i like and you know people thinking i was weird you know you know it's like it it's always the people you think are the happiest it's always the people you think have all the friends in the world who got everything going for themselves we are so good at hiding hurt and hiding pain that again nobody will ever know until it's too damn late and we've got to stop that cycle
No, absolutely. And I don't think I I necessarily thought about like suicide, but I I always wanted to do like the whole like uh damn what's that what's that damn oh well I mean I guess I'll just say the movie because I forget what the real thing is. But remember Scrooged with Bill Murray? Oh uh, yeah. I would I I I've always wanted to see who would be at my funeral if I died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You who know? would be at the funeral? And what who would be heartbroken? Yes. I've always yeah. wanted to see that, but I mean, but bring me back though. <laughs> just, just a trial run. I just need a trial run. We ain't gonna, don't, don't pull nothing out the account. You know what I mean? Just, just a quick trial, and then we good. We could we could keep going. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, but but no, but I was always fascinated with that because like because like okay, like you know you um uh you know you said that you've you know contemplated on like committing suicide whatever my thing is like i'm ups i'm not i don't want to say obsessed but like i am well ironically i'm scared to death of death you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'm scared to die and i know it's going to happen and sometimes not even joking even till this day i will wake up in cold sweats knowing that I am going to die. (laughs) You know, that shit scares the fuck out of me, you know? So like, I, I, I understand, you know, a a facet of what you're saying. I'm sorry. Imagine having kids. It's even worse now. Oh, sure. Sure. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. And I go through that all the time too. Mm -hmm. Like I'll find myself just sitting there just like, Oh my God. Like, are they going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Like, like what, 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 what the hell, what would they do? Like, you know, and it, and it drives me insane. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I hate uh, it. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine, I can only imagine, you know? So like, yeah, I, I completely understand what you're talking about, but like, um, and I, I, I guess this is a good time to ask this too. Cause have, are you teaching your son to be vulnerable? Because like right now he is at a impressionable spot, you know, he's a tween, so like right yeah. now he might get those like yo you gay or whatever you know what I mean so uh-huh. what what have you been teaching him about being vulnerable? So so here's the ironic part of the evolution of the world we live in now and social media and everything. I'm noticing that I feel like it's going to be easier for him to understand those concepts. Because I think now, so we mentioned how, you know, women are popping, you know, I feel like women have been popping more than they've been popping in forever, you know, these past couple years and whatnot. Um, And I think we're seeing where there are the younger generation, the millennials, and then the whatever's behind them. Uh, Generation Z. Generation Z. I think we're seeing a lot more men be man like it, i don't even think it's so much being more vulnerable or whatnot but just kind of challenging challenging the norms of like the stereotypic norms if that makes sense yeah of, of you masculinity. know whether it be of masculinity yes now of course you have the sector of men that do look at that and say oh there's there's you're doing that you men ain't supposed to do this men ain't supposed to do that you know what i mean like Perfect example. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. You already know training camp is starting up. I was watching a video 
where, you know, they take little videos and post them up where, you know, the, the team is coming back, you know, they're starting training camps and whatnot. It's like back to work. You know, they had the off season. They everybody's coming back to the, to the building. One of the dudes passed by, you know, Hey, yo, back to work. And then he shows his fit, his hands. And he's like, I got the dolphins colors and all. And his, and his nails are painted. He got his, he got his fingernails painted, you know, got dolphin logo and whatnot. You know what I mean? Who's going to step to that man and tell him and tell him he's a sissy and tell him he a punk and tell him, oh, he a man. He shouldn't be having his 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 nails painted. You know what I mean? So something as little and minute as that, you look at that and be like, that's somebody who is clearly, you know. You know, I don't want to say clearly because you never know. Uh, Again, this is the whole point. You never know what people are going through or not and what's really happening below the surface but i look at that and i would think that seems like someone to me who is confident within himself and 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 is happy within their own skin and if they like different things from what you know another guy likes then that's cool or if they you know if they do something a little differently that's cool you know so whether it's some of these rappers you know the way they dress ah come on man guys guys don't wear skirts or you know or guys don't don't have you know nose rings or paint their nails or whatever the case may be you know like all of that stuff that goes on like i see a a, a shift in this generation coming up where where these boys are not really just they're not locked into that uh, black and white stereotypical masculinity as as we had so much growing up, we are kind of like that bridge where, yes, we grew up that way. But I feel like in our adulthood, we've seen things change and kind of evolved a bit around it, too. And then now they're coming in at that evolution stage where things are just different. You know what I mean? So I, my son definitely expresses himself. He he's, he seems like he's comfortable expressing himself. Um, him and I still have some work to do to kind of get to a point to, you know, really be able to have the full-blown in-depth conversations. And that's something that, you know, um, this time that I've not been working, I've tried to use to my advantage is, you know, again, say, you know, having, having him, I don't want to even say no, that he could come talk to me, but I, I want him to want to come talk to me. That's what I want. I don't want him to just say, oh, well, if I want to talk to that, I can. Or if I can, if I feel like having this conversation, I, will. I want him to really say, no, I want to have this conversation with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, it, it's definitely, it's definitely not going to be like it was when I was growing up. When I was growing up, I didn't talk to my dad about anything. Well, you want to talk about perfect example of what we're talking about right now the only times i would have like any in-depth conversation with my dad as a kid is when when i needed money for something right yeah so so there you go full circle there's you know i've I, i would never any type of emotional things or things with feelings or stuff like that that's stuff that I would have conversations with my mom. And even then, you know, again, I, I don't really put myself out there like that and try and be vulnerable. So I wasn't even having those conversations with her. But if a conversation like that ever came up, 
it would be my mom I had it with. Anytime I, I had a conversation with my dad, it was either something financial or if he was having a conversation with me on some disciplinary shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but those were the only times we, that's, that's the only time we spoke to dad growing up because that's how it was. If you need money, you go talk to dad. If you need to be consoled, you go talk to mom, you know? So I want to change that. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to, I want to be able to know that my kids, um, choose to come and speak to me about stuff because then once you build that type of vulnerability within 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 them at an early age and you hopefully cultivate that then they do go out in the world and as they meet people that they feel safe around and feel they can confide in they can continue that process and have those conversations and and not keep stuff bottled in man because again i know it i know it more than anybody i don't want to say more than anybody else i know it just as anybody else who's been through it man the more you tighten shit up and and bottle it in and you tuck it away somewhere there's only so much space that you can put stuff man the brain is but so big you know um you, you it's it's i i i referenced it to someone yesterday i was saying it's like i felt like a computer you know when i got to that point where it's like i need to quit this job and, and be done i i equated to being a computer and you know if there's you know a, a terabyte of memory in there i was at like 997 you know <laughs> so so you already know when you get that high up on your hard drive that computer ain't running smoothly man it's wow. it's it's hard to start up uh whenever you shut it down you 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 think to yourself is it gonna start up again you know what i mean so it's like it got to a point where it's like, nope, absolutely not. I need to unplug this bitch. I need to I need to delete some files out this memory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Maybe get a new hard drive <laughs> and exactly. then and, and then fire it up, you know. So so that's the plan. That is the plan is to try to continue to keep cultivating that type of communication with him so that he is uh confident enough to be able to express himself whenever he feels like he needs to express himself. Nah, I feel you. Nah, nah, that's great, man. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. That's, I'm glad that's going on. Cause you know, again, he's he's gonna be impressionable. Twelve, thirteen, he's gonna see a lot of stuff, a lot of changes physically and all yeah. that stuff. You know, so it's good to see that. You know, he he does have like you know a landing post. You know, within you and and then of course his mom. You know, to uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. To and navigate. they have a, and they have an amazing relationship. And I'll say you again. You know, as if it's stereotypical or whatever, you know, they're, they're way there. They, you know, she knows way more stuff than I know. Cause he, he will freely go and talk to her about everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I still kind of have to pull it out of him, you yeah. know, and be like, Hey, it's okay. You, you know, we can talk about this, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and to this point, you know, again, there's that thing of like, okay, in the back as a child, you're in your back of your mind, especially when it's something new or something strange or something you don't know about it's tough to talk about because in your mind as a child, you're thinking, am I going to get, am I going to get in trouble for saying this? Am I getting in trouble for bringing this sub topic up? Yeah. Am I going to get in trouble for asking this question? You know what I mean? So there's that part of it as well too. So there's always going to be a comfort level when it comes to mom. I get it. You know what I mean? But I, I definitely want to be able to establish that same try to, uh, that same type of comfort level as well. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So like one more article and I got two more questions and we out of here. You know, all right. So like freaking there, you know, with all the uh, 
things with the women and, and and all that stuff and i mean i know you don't want to call them bitches but i will so um the <laughs> the, <laughs> the bitches out there that Listen, we've been talking just about. so we're just so we're clear we're only talking about the absolute worst examples yes. of what we're talking about absolutely and like look you know what i mean like i said we ain't we ain't out here calling all women bitches you know we shouldn't be calling any of them bitches well, sometimes them bitches be tripping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but there is one out there that I was like, oh, this this is awesome. This is awesome. So I don't know if you've been and – and this came at the perfect time while I was researching all this stuff. Um, This happened a couple of weeks ago. But have you have you been hearing on the news about uh what was going on with uh, Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams? No. All right, so Tabitha Brown is a is a actress, African American actress, okay. and um, so I got this from People dot com, and pretty much is this. So Tabitha Brown, Tabitha Brown is responding to Wendy Williams after the talk show host shared a few words about her marriage, in a touching YouTube video last week. Brown, forty two, shared that her recent successes have allowed her husband Chance to retire from his job as a police officer with the Los Angeles police police department after 15 years something she calls a dream finally coming true Mm -hmm. oh sorry a dream finally come true despite brown receiving a lot of positive feedback from sharing her story williams discussed her skepticism about the situation during her latest episode of the wendy williams show comparing brown's situation to her own conflicts with her ex-husband kevin hunter yeah i was married to one of those i make the money and so on and so forth go live your dreams open a business go 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 see how that turned out william told her audience and then uh tabitha says wendy the pain you must be in to feel this way honey i'm so sorry she began the video but listen let me tell you this 23 years i've been with my husband broke for a very long time together struggled for a very long time together succeeded for the last couple of years together brown said that she and her husband made an agreement that he would take a job in order to support her dreams and now that her career has been successful she is allowing her husband to leave his job to to pursue his own dreams and career after praying and manifesting I was his dog in the fight, and he believed in me, and we did it together for the last 15 years, she continued. I did every year with him in the LAPD, and he did every year with me with rejection in the entertainment industry. However, God has blessed me, and I have been praying on this for a very long time, and it has now come to pass. That is the power of God. It's also the power of allowing God to be first in your marriage. That's how it it remains successful. We keep him first. He is in our he is first in our marriage, not money, not business, not success, but God. He's first. So there's that. Yeah. So that was that was interesting because when I heard I was like, wait, what? Like she he what he could quit and she's gonna support him? I was like, wow, okay. Because I was like, I don't know. I don't see a lot of (laughs) <laughs> chicks doing that but i but, I, but I commend you know, her she, and, and that's the thing and she went through it she went she went through it like they've been broke together they've struggled together they've seen success together you know what i mean this ain't a this ain't someone who just who jumped on who jumped on at the last stop you know what i mean they they left the terminal together you know so that's important too because um again to use my, myself and my wife 
you know, similarly in that same situation, you know, like we went, when we, from the time we got together all the way up to now, there's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, when we moved up to New York, uh, initially the plan was to stay in New York and raise, and raise our son in New York, you know, and I wasn't able to find work and it was difficult. And she was dealing with the job. She was holding it down while I was going crazy because luckily she was able to transfer from her job here up to New York. She was able to transfer. I wasn't. So I had to try to find a new job coming in and, you know, it, it just was impossible for so long to find a job, which is the reason we ended up moving back down here, you know, but again, she held it down. She did the thing. I move, we moved back down here. I get a job. I I'm rocking it, getting paid crazy bread, hated my job, but man, was they paying me very, very well, you know, to the point where when she, when, when, when we had Caleb, uh, she she didn't even go back to work. It's like, no, nah, what do you need to work for? You know, I got this, you know. So she was able to stay home and be and be a be a mom at home and not have to work. And I was out there, you know, doing what I had to do to keep it popping and, and keep things moving so so she could be good, you know. And and then we transition where she wants to go back to work. Fine, she goes back to work. We had a period where I lost my job, um, maybe 2016-ish, maybe. Well, actually, it was right before I started with my last company, you know, where I lost my job. And I was like, and that was different than that was different, you know, because when you decide to leave and when you lose your job, it's two different things. When it comes out of nowhere, you know, that was super stressful. And I didn't handle it very well at the time. You know, I took a lot of my anger and frustrations out you know, at home, unfortunately, you know, just, and, and when I like nothing, like I was doing anything to my family, but just my moods, you know, I was getting in my moods and getting within myself at home and just kind of isolating myself from, from my wife and isolating myself from the kids simply because in my mind and in my heart, I kept telling myself I'm failing as a man because I'm sitting here without a job and 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 I'm failing as a man, I'm failing as a husband, I'm failing as a father. And I wasn't at the time I wasn't able to to express that, you know. But hey, you know, even though I wasn't able to expect express that, there she was holding it down, you know, and I got and I got a job and I was killing it, hitting home runs for five years, and we we finally got a house and whatnot. So through all of that you know, to get to the point where we're at now for me to say, hey, baby, look, man, this is too much for me right now. And I need to change something and I need to do something else. It's all of that that we've been through that allowed her to say, all right, let's do it. Whatever we got to do, let's do it. Because we've had examples already where, you know, we've reached the wall and the two of us together were able to get over it. Not, not, one of us throw the other one over and say, all right, come back and get me when it's all clear. You know what I mean? So it's, it's dealing with it and going through it together and having that mindset and having that plan. Like, like, like she said, you know, they decided together that he was going to get a job and, and they were going to focus on her achieving her dream. So now that she's achieved her dream, you know, it's it's only right. That's what that's what a wife does. That's what a partner does. Is say, hey, look, we 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 achieved what we were trying to do. So now, let's have you fall back, man. You know, let's 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 switch things up a bit. So that's what we need to see more of. That those are the ones that we need to go viral. So it's funny you say that. You know, I bet you I can go through my feed right now, and I wouldn't be able to find that clip. 
you know. But yeah. but I'm gonna find I'm gonna find Blue Jasmine. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so it goes to show you it goes to show you what what we're unfortunately being fed. You know is just just the the absolute worst examples of this situation, and and all it does is perpetuate it more and more. No, no, definitely, definitely, man. No, you're right, you're right. But okay, so um. So yes, you know we we've been through all that stuff, and uh, you know you know you got your you got your new job and all that good stuff. So tell me, man, how was your two week sabbatical without the kids and without worrying <laughs> in the job? Oh my god, it was great, bro! It was great. Um, I, I first and foremost without the kids. I mean, I love my kids. My kids are awesome. As annoying as they can be, and as much as they can drive me crazy with their fighting amongst each other, you know what I mean? I love being around my kids. They're comic, they're comedy all day, you know, it's just great vibes, you know? With that said, I adore my wife and appreciate any and every little bits of time that we are able to spend alone. And we don't get it often. When you got two kids, it's not easy to, to carve out time for just you and your wife. And, you know, again, something I know we've talked about in the past, that is extremely important. It is so important, you know, because um, when you're in a marriage and you have kids, the marriage is always put to the back, to the back burner. Whether you're doing it purposely or not, the marriage part is always secondary to the parenting part. You know what I mean? So anytime we could flip that is awesome. So, um, you know, that last day of work was great. I mean, let's put it because I gave three weeks notice and I'll be completely honest. Let me tell you, <laughs> I told I told you before, you know, there's no way in hell you ever have an eight hour day. Guess what I did for three weeks? I had an eight hour day, bro. Like I wasn't man. I was not with the shits. And, you know, I let them know straight up. I was like, look. This is, I'm not, I'm not going to slack. I'm not going to half-ass my job. I'm still going to continue to knock it out, knock it out the park every time I'm in there. But guess what? I will only be there for eight hours. I'm going to give you a, a, a rock solid eight hours and I'm up out of here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wanted that, I wanted that piece of normalcy even before my last day. Cause I was like, I'm not going to put in notice and normal my way out and still be stressing myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely not. No way, you know. Mm -hmm. So my off days, they already knew. Don't call me. Don't call me. Y'all gotta y'all gotta figure it out, you know, because soon I'm gonna be gone anyway, and y'all gonna have to figure it out. So y'all gonna have to figure it out, you know. So by the time the last day came, I was already super relaxed, you know, very stress-free. Um, you know, so we were able to enjoy a full, you know, 10 days pretty much. Technically, we had two weeks. But I was still working for the first portion, mm -hmm. first portion. So then when I was off, we had like 10 days Then she was she was done. And then we had a whole week where neither one of us was working. She took a week's vacation. Oh, you know what I mean? So I didn't even know that. I didn't even know yeah, that. That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. She took, well, not even, let me not say a week. It was like, she took four days off, three days off or something like that. But when you couple the weekend or mm -hmm. whatever. So we had something like five days maybe that we were like, mm -hmm. you know, just, hey, we got five days to just do whatever we want to do mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it was awesome it was great to just connect with my wife we had great times we had dates every single day every single day we did something you know whether it was going out to eat random spots 
you know, having some drinks. My wife is not a drinker. We've talked about it before. But, you know, hey, when the kids are with grandma in New York, my wife will put some down. So <laughs> it was great to just <laughs> it was great to go out and have some drinks with her, have great conversations. She she did this question thing. She pulled these random questions out uh, that she got from the from from online. And we just asked each other all these weird questions you know, so it, it it was awesome. Man. Oh, it what what a really, really what what, what a company! Like we're not really strangers. Was that it? I'm not sure. I'd have to I'd have to double check with her and see. I can't. I, I'm not 100 percent sure where she pulled it from. Are they red cards? Uh, like well, red? it was it was on her phone, so it oh. wasn't like you know anything physical. Like whatever it was, okay. she did. She you know it was right off her phone that she was pulling. Mm. You know, she would ask me a question, and then you know I would ask the same questions. Like you do a question, and we just kind of. We both answered and whatnot. So, but it was awesome just just having these great conversations and and great outings and you know just kind of be carefree, you know. And then when the kids came back, then you know it's kind of role reversal. Now I get to kind of do the same thing with the kids and have all this time to just hang out and kick it with them. So, it was a really, really, really very, very just fulfilling time, you know. Because more than anything, it's like you know being able to do stuff. Obviously. Uh, being with my wife the first portion but then with the kids you know like i said my wife is off on the weekend so legitimately doing something every single weekend i was like because up until i left my job i hadn't had a saturday off since april you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. so april the the weekend we came up for we went up to new york for for my son's birthday you know what i mean that was that's the last time i was off on a saturday yeah. so you you know we're talking the, that was and that was you know mid April, so the whole rest of April, all of May, all of June, you know what I mean? Like so, it's you know to to have no weekends off at all. So and then come into a situation where every weekend we had some kind of activity that we were doing uh, as a family. You know, it, it it was awesome, man. It was a really really good what five weeks now. I think it's it's officially just about five weeks that I've been um how that i've been up out of there it, it's been awesome you know and then now we get to turn the page come next week and you know start start down this new path and and, and see where that goes uh, that's freaking awesome man that that that's really good that's really good all right man so you know what it is you know we're at the end of the freaking episode so you know we gotta ask uh ask you a question from uh the skin deeps the and self edition card game so yeah. let's see well, we got this is card number 40. Um, card number 40. Yep, card number 40. All right. So, hmm. what current judgment am I holding on to and why? Well, Man. That's diesel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, in what in, in what sense? Like, uh, judgment in, in what in, sense? In anything, anything, anything that you pertain it to be <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> that, that's that's what it is what, whatever your heart is pulling you towards you know i mean i i think i mean not to sound cliche but in a, in in a sense of wrapping this conversation up um i think it's 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 a slight change of judgment if if anything it's again kind of veering away from the from the mindset of I got this, I got to take care of this, I got to hold it down no matter what and suck it up and power through everything. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm holding, what I'm holding more than anything now is that 
it's it's okay to to not be okay <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's okay to not be okay and i think if everybody starts coming to grips with that and understanding that you know again especially men um you know coming to grips and believing that it is okay to not be okay that could really set a lot of positive wheels in motion so i think that's what um that for me that's something that i'm holding on to very dearly right now is 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 accepting and acknowledging that 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 it's okay to not be okay no i feel you all right um i i thought of one and uh yeah what current judgment am i holding am i holding on to and why well i have this friend that i you know I guess talk to like frequently and stuff like that <clears throat> and she's always like uh you know she can't find somebody or whatever blah 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 but she doesn't keep her options open you know she has a very specific list you know or whatever what this person needs to and i'm not even saying that needs to be like oh he needs to be in finance or whatever it's more like his race and all that stuff like he needs to be this mm-hmm. and i'm like listen yo there could be a freaking cool ass indian dude that you would love you know what i'm saying not, i mean not that i have yep. one in, the, in my back pocket but i'm just saying like there could be that guy or like you know like a white guy or a puerto rican guy that you might be cool with but you're still stuck on this particular thing because mm-hmm. you feel that that might do something and again i know there uh, again we're always talking about social media you know, there could be, I mean, that could be that person's preference. And I understand that, you know, I have preferences too. But at the same time, it's just like, if you're so like beholden to your strict rules, you could be missing out on a lot of things. So, yeah, you that's will be thing. missing out on a lot of things, right. you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. So, but, um, yeah, man, uh, uh thank you. Another, another freaking award winning, uh, episode, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we got to check the numbers. We got to check the numbers first. You know what I'm saying? This, this was, this was freaking, uh, amazing. You know, I, I got everything that I needed. This was, this was really good, vulnerable. Like we, we, we hit up a lot of things. And of course, yeah. you know, we, we need to do a part two. Again, I'm holding, absolutely, I'm holding that on to you to find that third party Absolutely. for me you know and but... i'll say i'll say right now ladies and any ladies listening to this right now that that we may have pissed off you know don't 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 go crazy in the comments hit us up come come have a conversation with us oh true yeah yeah that's true too um but no but no thank you man like that was this was like a really great show yeah thank you thank you man as always you already know man i love it i look forward to them man so any anytime the number is called, man, I'm picking up, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, so that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts. Yes, we are on Apple Podcasts now, so that's awesome. Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is Tink Pod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at TinkPod tinkpodcast at gmail.com that is t-i-n-q-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and i'll read your suggestions on the next show so after today's episode i'm not saying i have the dating world figured out but i am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it thank you for listening my name is martini jean and i am the inquisitive nobody